right now. There it is, all recorded. What's up, everybody listening on the audio version? Hope you guys are well. Well, I kind of want to start with the game. Let's just look at the game. And Iowa versus Michigan Big Ten Championship. And, you know, the game started the first four minutes couldn't have gone better for the Iowa Hawkeyes. It really could not. They get a three and out. By the way, share this out, guys. Share this out. I always say that uh, literally probably the biggest thing towards my channel's growth was a few people sharing the hell out of videos and a few videos just getting like all kinds of views. And, you know, it's not just Iowa fans that have done that. It's been recruits. It's been Felicia Goodson. I mean, you know, all these actual Iowa people, okay, sharing the content out. And if they can share it out, you can share it out. Believe me, okay? If they're not embarrassed by it, you can do it also. I mean, think about all the other nonsense you put on your Facebook feed. But the game started and it could not have gone any better. The Hawkeyes started um, with a three and out. Let me, hold on, let me type this out real quick and then I will get back to it. Looking ahead to 2022 uh, and recapping 10 win regular regular season so the game could not have started better for the Iowa Hawkeyes they get a three and out Riley Moss has a phenomenal tackle on third down uh, coming up into the box, getting a tackle. And Iowa gets the ball and marches all the way down the field. And Brian Ferentz finally has a decent play call. Finally has a decent play call, okay? Which, by the way, if you are expecting this to be a full-blown bashing of Brian Ferentz or Spencer Petras, I'm sorry, but you are going to be sadly mistaken. And they have a trick play called, and it's it's I I believe it was in the shotgun. Gavin uh, Spencer Petras gets the ball. They allow the edge defenders to rush the passer, rush the passer. And damn, I got so many people hit me up about this game. And they draw it to Gavin Williams. And of course, let me delete this real quick. And of course, one more, boom, done. It's wide open. Monty Pottenbaum is wide open in the end zone and was the pass from Gavin Williams. And by the way, why it was Gavin Williams, maybe, maybe in practice, uh, but this, what I'm about to say just sums up how frustrating Brian Ferentz can be as an offensive coordinator. And just how I always tell you guys that coaches A lot of coaches are no more than gym teachers when it comes to the logic of the stuff that they do. Why would you not have Tyler Goodson, your best running back, throwing that football? Okay, Number one, it sells the play even more because you have your top 1,000-yard rusher throwing the ball or, excuse me, faking the run. Why would you not have it be Tyler Goodson? Now, maybe in practice, 
maybe in practice, they thought that Gavin Williams was the best uh, passer that Iowa had as far as running backs go. Uh, so maybe that's why they did it. Okay. I, I, I can't say for sure. And the pass was a little bit long. Uh, and Monty Pottenbaum tripped over his own two feet. He tripped. Now, if Monty Pottenbaum doesn't trip over his own two feet, okay, bad feet work, as Shaq would say, bad feet work, as Shaq would say, is that a catch in the end zone? Is that a tub, a touchdown? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I think the pass was a little too long regardless. Okay. Um, and I remember thinking right then and there, they, they're not going to score a touchdown on this, on this drive. They, they missed their one opportunity because here's the deal, folks. When you're playing against a defense like Michigan or a defense like Iowa, you get one chance to score a touchdown. One, maybe, maybe two, if you're lucky. If you're lucky. I remember my college coach used to always say, you better put it in the back of the net. You better put it there with the one chance you get. And it's the truth. Because in, in, at the Division I level or higher, the athletes are just too good to mess up a second time, okay? By the way, that, that's why in the NFL, you never see trick plays or rarely see trick plays at all. And even when you do, it's even rarer that they work. And it's because the guys are as good as it gets. They don't get fooled that easily. So it was missed. And I remember I posted in um, on the game thread. By the way, guys, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I ran six miles today. I'm tired. But uh, And I thought about not even doing this show, by the way. I thought about just doing a recap tomorrow morning. But I'm going to do both because you as Iowa fans deserve nothing less. And I posted in the game thread that Iowa was going to severely miss the fact that they missed on that touchdown. And they did. Literally, Michigan got the ball back and one, like four plays later, one big play later. It was a touchdown and all the momentum shifted to Michigan, all of it, all the momentum. And there's so many cliches in sports that there really are, but one of them is how momentum is very, very, very important because it is momentum is important. And then Iowa gets the ball back. Charlie Jones decides not to run it out of the end zone when he got the ball at the one yard line. Okay. In any other game, Charlie Jones decides to run the ball out of the end zone. Now, some of you guys may have not noticed this, but again, me being a former division one athlete, I noticed things like this. Okay. Charlie Jones, every other game would run that ball no matter what, because he's capable of making a big play. And quite frankly, he's the best chance Iowa has to score a touchdown. And he didn't. I don't know if it was because he was scared. I don't know if it's because a coach told him that regardless, he needed to take a knee or or fair catch it, okay? I don't know or if he just decided that he was just wasn't feeling it, okay? But if that's the case, that he wasn't feeling it, that's a perfect summation to the game. Charlie Jones, in any other game, even games on the road, would excuse me, would have ran the ball out, 
because he's the best chance Iowa has to score him. And, of course, he did not. Wow, 35 to 3. 35 to 3. All the momentum. By the way, let me give you an even better point of the momentum that I'm talking about. Let's say, hypothetically, Iowa scores the touchdown on the fake play. They score the touchdown. Let's say Michigan scores, even though I'm not totally convinced Michigan would have scored if Iowa scored for, uh, the, the first touchdown. Do you think Charlie Jones would have had the confidence to run the ball out? I do. But in that moment, the, the momentum, he just did not feel comfortable enough to run the ball out. And again, I'm I'm not saying this to disparage Charlie Jones, who is probably Iowa's best wide receiver all season, all you know, all together. I'm saying it to give you guys an example of how Iowa came up short. They played it way too close to the vest, especially in a game where they had multiple, multiple mistakes. Now, let me get to the defense here, okay? Let me get to the defense. If you would have told me that Iowa was going to give up 35 points, I would have said you're crazy. I would have said you are freaking crazy. It's not going to happen. By the way, they may end up giving up even more points. The game's not even over. It's not even over. It's not even over. (laughs) It's not over. The game is still not over, unfortunately. If you would have told me that they were going to give up 35 points, I would have said, you are insane. It's not going to happen. And literally, the two touchdowns that happened happened in the blink of an eye. And you could say, well, Nolan, if the offense was was any good at all, they would have answered back with a field goal or a touchdown and given our defense some rest. Okay, fine, maybe. But I can tell you something. I'll tell you one thing. The defense would not, they would not even consider that excuse. The defense would have, I guarantee after this game, they are going to say that they did not come to play especially at the beginning of the game. The type of performance the Iowa defense needed to have today to win this game, they came up 95% short of that. Short of that. And I got to say, you know, in general, it's, uh, I almost wish, I'm not even sure that that Iowa playing in the Big Ten championship game after this performance was ultimately better for recruiting, um, for how people look at the University of Iowa, than if they didn't make it at all. So, just on... I'm sorry, guys. I... Uh, I'm getting a little carried away here because I'm I'm very much let down. And um, very much let down. I will get to your guys' comments in a little bit, okay? But I have a lot to say here, okay? That's why you guys come and watch this show. Whoo! The defense just did not show up the way that they needed to. Um, And it doesn't really surprise me because now am I more surprised than not surprised? Yes, I am. Okay. I did not expect the Iowa Hawkeyes to give up 41 effing points today. Okay. But if you really think about it, well, anyways, 
kind of like the Rose Bowl, and because I've seen some of you guys comment, Nolan, I would love for Iowa to play in the Rose Bowl. By the way, the Hawkeyes after this loss may drop all the way back to like number 17 or 18 in the country. Okay. They might even, anyways, I don't want to get too care. I need to keep my thoughts straight. This was just not a good performance. And especially in college sports, there's always the potential for a team just like in the Rose Bowl in the early 2000s, just like in the Rose Bowl in 2015, there's always the potential for a team like Iowa, where very few people have gotten out of their own state or, the, or a state that they go and play a game on the road. They don't travel as much as you think. And sometimes they get distracted and they start worrying about everything other than the game. And it's very easy. I mean, folks, we've seen it multiple times in general with teams, but especially under Kirk Ferentz. We saw it um, when Iowa played USC in the, that wasn't the Rose Bowl. I think that was the Orange Bowl. We saw it in the Rose Bowl against Stanford. Iowa was distracted. They weren't focused. They didn't have the type of focus needed to win the game. And they got blasted. They got blasted. Iowa is the type of team that needs to be more focused and prepared for the game than, well, teams like Michigan, Ohio State, or or Stanford. They need to be more prepared. This was absolutely embarrassing. And I could not have predicted this. I did not see this coming. I thought Iowa had the the talent, the big boys to make this happen. Uh, and it just wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough. Now, let's let's go even further. You're going to say to me, well, Nolan, Brian Ferentz. Well, Nolan, Spencer Petra sucks. Okay, fine. Maybe they do. Okay, maybe they do. But do you really think Alex Padilla would have done better than Spencer Petras in this game? Heck no, he would not have. He wouldn't have. And Iowa right now, the, the two biggest problems that Iowa has towards becoming an elite program is an offense that is adapted beautifully towards the personnel Iowa has, which is good tight ends, a good off, decent offensive line most of the time, quick wide receivers, quick short wide receivers, and decent running backs. And for the most part, Iowa usually has average quarterbacks. We have been kind of lucky having Nate Stanley and C.J. Beathard in back-to-back succession years, succeeding years. I'm tired, guys. I'm tired. It's late. Ran 6.2 miles today. We got kind of lucky. Now, were those guys Heisman Trophy quarterbacks? No, but they were above average. They got drafted to the NFL. Right now, Iowa has average quarterbacks, whether it's Spencer Petras or it's Alex Padilla. In my opinion, the only hope that Iowa has when it comes to the offense, and those of you guys who think Brian Ferentz is going to leave, you are wasting your breath. It is not going to happen. The only way that that happens is if Brian Ferentz decides to take another job or if he decides to step down as the offensive coordinator, which I will get to Brian Ferentz's play calling here in a second, okay? But the other thing is we need to wait for Joey Labus, the former four-star, and... Carson May, who hasn't signed with the Iowa Hawkeyes yet, but is looking like he's going to sign with the Iowa Hawkeyes to become the quarterback that Iowa needs them to become. Both very mobile quarterbacks, both 6'3", tall, strong. 
Because the problem with Spencer Petras is he is Im- immobile. The problem with Alex Padilla is he is inaccurate and way too inaccurate for a short, small quarterback who doesn't have a huge arm. So we need Joey Labus and or Carson May to grow quickly, very quickly. Now, Brian Ferentz and his play calling. Outside of the outside of the first drive, which resulted in a wide open missed touchdown catch. Outside of that, Brian Ferentz, I don't know if you guys noticed this, kept calling over and over, two-step drop, throw up in the air, one-on-one, 50-50, balls over the top. No comeback routes, no slants, no short passes, you know, no wildcat, nothing, nothing. Literally two times, and one of them resulted in a PI where it was just, you know what, Keegan, just run. Keegan, just run as far and as fast as you can. We'll throw it over the top, and hopefully we get it. Hopefully you catch it, or we get a pass interference call. What is that? That is elementary play calling. It's elementary. And I'm so tired of the narrative that the Iowa coaches <clears throat> repeat on auto tune over and over and over the coach speak that we always, always hear, which is, you know, we just don't have the type of guys on offense to make it happen. BS. Yes, you do. You know how I know that? Because the guys that leave Iowa that go to the NFL, number one, they test very good. They, they have excellent numbers. And number two, they end up getting spots on the, in the NFL. And furthermore, the biggest building block to any offense is the offensive line, which the Iowa has chit check. It's all good for the most part, usually. So, and one more thing is the Iowa coaches use always say we don't have the guys, but the recruiting at the wide receiver and the running back level since Derek Foster and Kelton Copeland have taken this, the position as coaches has been way higher. Tyrone Tracy, high three-star. Keegan Johnson, four-star. Arlen Bruce, four-star. Brody Beck, high three-star MLB draft pick. Jacob Bostic, high three-star. Let's, I mean, the literally the play calling, and, and the biggest problem with the play calling from Brian Ferentz is there's no rhyme or reason to it. He, there's no obviousness to what type of game he's trying to establish. Is he trying to do a ground and pound type game? Or is he trying to be an air raid offense? Which one is it, Brian? And what we end up getting is 25% of both that end up being nothing of nothing towards anything. Any, Any college coach will always tell you that you need to have an identity. You need to have an identity. And can you name an offensive identity that the Hawkeyes had this year? I can't. Even with a thousand yard rusher and Tyler Goodson, I can't. I can't name it. What happened to the Wildcat? What happened to, you know, reverse plays? What happened to the slant? It's so vanilla. It's so vanilla. Brian Ferentz calls the plays like an offensive coordinator does, or excuse me, like an offensive lineman would call plays. And it's just not good enough. It's just not good enough. Now, the score, the final is 42 to three. Now, 
the future in Iowa City is bright, okay? There's a lot coming back. There's a lot of good pieces coming back. The video, I, I already did it for uh, who I think goes to the NFL slash transfers and who I think comes back. Regardless, there's a lot of talent Iowa will have coming back. They will be a top. I expect them to be a top 20 team at the very least going into next season. They have a lot of good pieces on defense. They have some decent incoming recruits. But again, the question is, what's going to change? If the offense is not going to have an identity, if the offense is going to be no rhyme or reason pass plays that don't set up anything in the run game. I mean, seriously, that's the biggest issue is you like from our vantage point, we're like, okay, you run the ball so that you can set up a better pass play or set up this play. Whereas Brian in his mind is looking at the, at the, at the play play sheet. And he goes, huh, I like this one. Let's call this one. Okay. Okay, Keegan, run as far as you can run. But either way, I don't want to get too negative here, okay? I really don't. Um, either way, there is a lot coming back for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Either way, Iowa winning 10 games was spectacular. It was awesome. It doesn't happen every year, especially as an Iowa Hawkeye fan. We know this. We know this. It does not happen every single season. So regardless of the outcome, even though it, the, the outcome was disgusting with the capital D, okay, even though the outcome was absolutely disgusting, I got to play this real quick. Spooking. <laughs> Spooking. <laughs> even though the outcome was absolutely hideous, you could definitely make the argument that Iowa would have been better off in all phases of the football team to have not made the Big Ten championship. By the way, you better believe Colin Cowherd is going to show up on Monday saying, fake ID alert, fake ID alert. And you know what? For the first time, he's right. He's right. Iowa definitely came into this game with a fake ID. All right, let me go to the comments. By the way, do you guys think I'm being too negative here? I, I, I think I could be way, way, way more negative, honestly. I really do. All right, let's look at the comments. Let me go to the top here. Whoo! I'm tired, guys. I'm tired. Cooper Moffitt, not going to lie, I'm pretty bummed. Me too. Me too. If we had an average offense, this would still be a game. I need to pull, I need to show you guys this stat. Okay. This was when I saw this, this was incredible. Okay. Let me see if I can pull it up. This is, and I you guys have probably already seen it. By the way, if you're not following me on Twitter, go and follow me at 247 Hawkeye. Hit the subscribe button. You guys know all of that. Um, it really means a lot. As always, um, I got to see if I can find this. Damn. I thought I retweeted it, but I guess I, I guess I didn't. Basically, the stat is that Iowa quarterbacks, when their quarterback has an average score of 100, they ha like have a phenomenal winning percentage, okay? But the problem is most of the time they don't, they do not, uh, the Iowa quarterbacks do not have that score. I think it's uh, 100. It might be too far back, I, but I'm pretty sure it's 100 uh, passer rating, if Iowa quarterbacks have at least a hundred passer rating, uh, Iowa is virtually unbeatable. 
They are virtually unbeatable. By the way, 100 is an average quarterback score, which, you know, you guys all know that. Yeah, it's it's way too far down. It's way too far down. Let me get to the comments like I said I would. Like I said I would. Uh, we can't finish drives. Blake Morris, it's time to fire offensive coordinator Brian Ferentz and quarterback coach Ken O'Keefe, in my opinion. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, you, I, I don't disagree. I've said this many times. Brian Ferentz is a great uh, tight ends coach. He's a pretty good recruiter outside of the allegations that came out towards him. So he's been kind of average since then. And he's, well, he's a good tight end coach. But as far as being an OC, he doesn't, he's not cutting it. Brian Ferentz is not a good OC. He's a good tight ends coach. He's a decent recruiter and he's a good offensive line coach. He can develop guys. So, but it's, I, I just got to be honest, Blake. I don't think it's happening. I don't think uh, we will see Brian Ferentz get canned. We won't see it. Um, all right. Uh, looks like the Citrus Bowl is our destination. Yep. Michael Morin. I hope Labus somehow wins the quarterback job in camp. Me too. He looked good. But, you know, I mean, even that, you know, I take it with a grain of salt because no matter how good the quarterback is, you still have Brian Ferentz as the offensive coordinator. Um, Blake Morris, I'm happy that Cincinnati won today. That's my other favorite team besides Iowa Hawkeyes. Good. I'm happy you got some happiness today. Cooper Moffitt, looks like it'll be another five or so years before we can produce a season like this. Guys, I don't see Iowa winning of an outright Big Ten championship anytime soon. I, I hate to say it. Do I think they can make it back to the Big Ten championship game? Yeah, I do. I, I really do. But as long as everything stays status quo with the Iowa Hawkeyes the way it is now, they will never win a Big Ten championship outright. I hate to say it. You guys know I'm an optimistic guy. But, it you know, what we saw today, just, whoo, it ain't happening. Um, Iowa's defense looks good, but it's getting tired because the offense isn't doing anything. Um, corn and cattle. We could beat the, be the Ohio state of the West. If we had Bob Stoops, that ain't going to happen. Corn and cattle. Bob Stoops is too happy doing what he does. He's not going to come coach Iowa. I know some of you guys are hoping for Bob Stoops and that's fine. But it's just not going to happen. The guy is too happy doing what he does. He had a great job at Oklahoma that he gave up. And I know some of you guys are thinking, well, you know, Bob Stoops coached uh, or played for Iowa. He might, you know, have the Iowa blood inside of him. Okay, maybe. But I, I don't see that happening either. But, you know, I guess it's not bad to hope, I guess. Blake Morris, I'm not watching it anymore, Nolan. Me either. I, I turned it off in the fourth quarter. Rob Loney, fire Brian Ferentz, period. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, Rob. Cooper Moffitt, it looks like Michigan is going to score again. Corn and Cattle, we have a mafia family-style coaching staff. They protect each other and just keep collecting the cash. Will pass well past time for change. That's true. I agree. I think coaches at the most, outside of the head coach, at the most should be out of school for four years. That's it. One full recruiting cycle, and then you move on. You go somewhere else. Um, Rob Loney, Michigan is still throwing the ball. Iowa scored three points. The offense got in the red zone three times. They had a 50-yard uh uh, field a handful of games the play calling was garbage once they hit the red zone yeah guys I said at the beginning of the video when I broke down the first four minutes of the game Iowa lost the the momentum that they had they lost it when they did not score the touchdown and then the missed field goal was just the cherry on top any momentum they had was totally swept away it was gone gone absolutely gone. And that just kind of showed the type of night it was. I mean, literally, uh, Iowa, according to, I forget what ranking it is, has 
the third best kicker in the country in Caleb Shudak and the 13th best punter in the country in Tory Taylor. And he missed it. A an easy chip shot. It just literally showed what we were in for the whole night. And I knew that that momentum was going to carry on and that Iowa was going to severely miss not scoring on that drive. Um, Cooper Moffitt, this is just like the Rose Bowl against Stanford. Blake Morris, which no, it's even worse than the Rose Bowl against Stanford because Michigan is a beatable team. Stan and they're in the Big Ten. They're in the Big Ten. Stanford, I can get over that. The Rose Bowl, you have distractions. You have this, you have that. You have pretty girls all over. You know, everything. I can understand that. I can because I, I went through the same thing myself. It's hard to win when you travel to some faraway place, it's hard. It's hard. But against Michigan in the Big Ten championship game, you lay that kind of performance. Man, that was not good. Um, Blake Morris, Iowa won't be in the Big Ten championship next year. Okay. I don't know about that. Iowa has a lot of talent coming back. I'm just telling you guys that right now. They have a lot of talent coming back. A lot of guys. I mean, it depends on who goes to the NFL and things like that. But but Iowa has a pretty young roster this year. Um, elite defense and once again, a lame offense. We'd be lucky to stay in the top 25. Michael Morin, Citrus Bowl against Ole Miss, maybe. Guys, is it possible that this Iowa team was the worst 10-win Kirk Ferentz team and possibly the worst 10-win team this year? Is that possible? <sighs> Maybe Michigan is just that good. I don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe they are. I don't know. Uh, Rob Loney, defense can't play 90% of the game uh, and not give up this many points against a good team. Blake M Morris, it's time for Kirk Ferentz to retire from college football, Nolan. I, I disagree with that. He's doing just fine. Retire after a 10-win season? I totally disagree. Totally disagree. Um, Cooper Moffitt, Iowa versus Texas A&M, Citrus Bowl. Corn and Cattle can't have them on the field 90% of the time either. Bob Stoops, Corn and Cattle says. Bob Stoops is not the answer, Michael Morin says. Uh, Bob Stoops can bring in five stars. Guys, if you think corn and cattle, let me let me say something to you. If you think Iowa not recruiting five star guys is not just about the people who are the recruiters. It's about the resources that Iowa has. It's about the lack of talent that is in the state of Iowa. It's a it's the lack of prestige that the university has. The way that you build up the type of prestige that's good enough to get five-star guys is putting together multiple 10-win seasons over and over again, like Alabama and Wisconsin did earlier, you know, with 2015, 67, whatever time it was, okay? That's how you do it. Unless Bob Stoops would be able to do that, five stars would be just as rare as it is now. Um. Michael Moore Padilla is not a big 10 starting quarterback. Uh, no, he can't. He did it at OU, which is easy to recruit at Cooper Moffitt. CJ Beathard was the best Iowa quarterback since Brad Banks. We likely won't get another guy like him for a while. I agree. I'm, I'm with you on that. I think CJ Beathard is the second best college quarterback in the Kirk Ferentz era and the best quarterback overall NFL and college in the Kirk Ferentz era on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, D-Dub, neither is Petrus. Fred Benson, Coach Kirk should tell his son that he's grounded for tonight's pathetic performance. Kirk should unleash some Dr. Phil tough love on Brian right now. You know, it, I don't think this will happen, but if Kirk, if I was Kirk, I would sit down with Brian and say, listen, son, listen, you're not cutting it. And I want you to be the best coach you can be. We need to figure out how to make it so that you start to cut it so that you start to get it. But I don't know if that's going to happen. 
Michael Moore and Stanley better than Beathard. Uh, Blake Morris, Iowa needs to hire Tom Herman from Chicago Bears to be the OC and quarterback coach. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea. I actually don't uh, don't. That's a pretty good idea. Cooper Moffitt, Beathard was way better, better than Stanley. Fred Benson, Beathard's in the NFL. He's with the Niners, whatever. He's no Joe Montana or Steve Young. Corn and cattle, regardless, we look like a bag of garbage on national TV. Yeah, that wasn't good. Uh, that That's probably the biggest disappointment I have about this game is how it's going to look in recruits' eyes, how it's going to look on the national stage. I mean, I hate to say it, but Iowa does have a, a bad uh, – People tend to believe that Iowa comes up very, very short. They're fake ID, and they did nothing to expel those rumors about the program to, tonight. They, they just didn't. Um, Blake Morris, I love the wide receiver coach, Co- uh, Coach Copeland Nolan. Yeah, he's good. He's been good recruiting, I'll say that. Michael Morin, can Copeland call plays next season? Fred Benson, if someone watched this game on KDSM or KFXA right now, a brick would go through the TV. Pathetic performance, Brian Ferentz. You're grounded until the season's over. Michael Morn, our offensive ID was crap. Yeah, the thing that I just continuously don't understand with Brian Ferentz is two things. One, we've seen moments of brilliance we saw it against ohio state we saw it against usc okay now usc when iowa played them was not the usc that we're used to but now when iowa has even more talent even more weapons all of a sudden you don't have an offensive identity you're not you're neither a run team nor a pass team you basically throw your hands up in the air and say, thank you, God, for giving me a touchdown. That's where you're at now, Brian. I, I always tell you guys that most college coaches are gym teachers when it comes to their intellectual ability. I heard Clay Travis say that once, and I was like, man, that is so true. Uh, Corn and Cattle, all the coaches – uh, do is football all year, every year, but they look like goat farmers. <laughs> uh, Bob Lanny, Brian Ferentz calls plays like a first year junior high coach would. Fred Benson, why does Iowa get for the Big Ten West title a participation trophy or graduation in May for the seniors? Well, when you win the Big Ten West or the Big Ten East, you do uh, get a trophy. So I don't know if it's a participation trophy, but you do get a trophy. T.R. Henson, I said this a week ago, Iowa fans were crazy to want Minnesota to beat Wisconsin. There was no way Iowa was going to beat this Wisconsin team. Great, great. Thanks, Hanson. Blake Morris, Nolan, Iowa needs to get guys from the transfer portal, in my opinion. Let's go down a little bit here. Um, yeah, the transfer portal would be fine. Uh and Iowa does go to the transfer portal. They got uh, Coy Cronk, Jack Heflin. Uh, they got uh, Xavier Williams from UNI. They get good players. Um, and I think they will today. By the way, I see the question about Xavier Nwankpa. Listen, my answer is the same as it was five months ago. He is favored to go to Iowa. He has visited Iowa five times. He's visited Iowa more so than any other school. I believe he is going to choose the Hawkeyes, okay? Um, I hope we don't lose Xavier Nwankpa after this. Listen, if, if here's the bottom line, okay? And again, I can speak from this from experience myself. If a recruit decides to go, go to a school or not go to a school based off of one game, they were never sold on your program to begin with. And honestly, that's not the type of guy you want on your team. You want guys who are truly prideful about being a part of your program. Even though this is a day and age when coaches just get up and leave any, anytime they want to, which I don't necessarily hate either. 
Um, Corny Cattle still got butt hurt badgers in the chat. That's fine. Let him be in here. Micah Hershberger, I just don't get how bad our offense is right now. Huck Finn, well, the answer is easy, Mike, Micah. Uh, there's no identity. Literally, the first few play calls, Brian Ferentz calls, all he basically says to Keegan Johnson, just run a go route. Literally, just run a go route. No slants, no comebacks, no screen passes. Keegan, just run a go route, and we'll just throw it up in the air and pray to Zeus himself that you come down with the ball or that the refs give us a P.I. Decent first half, crappy second, Huck Finn. D-Dub, offense with no identity equals piss-poor recruiting. Not entirely sure the coaching and training is failing these players. Michael Morin, screw coward. Huck Finn's offensive staff needs to be totally replaced. All right, guys, let's look at the game one more time. Let's look at the stats. Um, Again, if you're not subscribed, hit the subscribe button, please. It really helps out. We're so close to 1,000 subs. Guys, this just wasn't good enough. I mean, Spencer Petrus was 9 of 22, and I know a lot of you guys – it's easy to say in the game threads or on Twitter, you know, it's time to pull Petrus. Petrus sucks. We're losing because of Petrus. But the bottom line is this game would have been this way if Alex Padilla was in there. It wouldn't have mattered, okay? Both of them are average quarterbacks. But I also want to say this. The passes that they have to throw, they're never easy passes. Brian never gives them easy completions that would help their stats, but also gain momentum for the offense because the whole offense can say, oh, we completed a pass. Good. Even if it was for two yards, we completed a pass. Good. And three, it would give your quarterback confidence because he just completed a pass. But of course, Brian Ferentz doesn't do that. Alex Padilla had an interception. In his quarter of play, that was not good. Um, Gavin Williams had a nice little game with 56 yards. Goodson had 50 yards. Uh, Iowa receiving Sam Laporta. Once again, Iowa's leading receiver with 62 yards and Charlie Jones with 41. Let's take a look really quickly at Iowa's depth chart because I want to show you guys just how much Iowa does have coming back. Again, I do have a video that I will be releasing either tonight or tomorrow morning on who I think leaves and who I think stays. But look at this, guys. Look at Keegan Johnson, freshman. He's coming back. Nico Regani, junior. He's coming back. Arlen Bruce, freshman. He's coming back. Uh, Jack Plum, coming back. Uh, Tyler Linderbaum, you know, we'll see. You, you'll have to watch the video for that. Connor Colby, he's coming back. Nick DeYoung, he's coming back. Sam Laporta, have to watch the video for that. Spencer Petras, you know, Alex Padilla. Guys, Iowa has a lot coming back. Look at the defense. Junior, junior, sophomore, junior, 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 sophomore, junior, you know, uh, senior. But even the senior could come back if he wants to. So Iowa has some good stuff here moving forward. They have a lot of talent coming back next year, if not just as much as this team did this year. So there is a lot of good stuff. And guys, as sad as I am right now, okay, I want to thank you guys for hanging with me this season. It's been a blast. The channel has grown so fast. Uh, and it's not because I'm some incredible guy on a microphone. It's because you guys really are awesome. Uh, and I try and make this an Iowa community. You know, the, the, the Iowa people who uh, work for the Gazette or work for 247 Sports, they're not Iowa fans like you and me are. They're just not. Uh, they will always write a story at the expense of the Iowa program. So I appreciate all of you guys coming in and being a part of this and 
you know, commenting, liking the video, sharing the video. It really does mean a lot. This season was incredible. I know the regular season ended on a poor note, but it's still rare for the Iowa Hawkeyes to win 10 games. I will most certainly remember this season. And so for the most part, it's all good. And I just wanted to say thank you to you guys for making this season extra special and extra awesome all the way out here in California where things are inevitably beginning to crumble and look like the disaster that was the Iowa Hawkeye offense. Let me look at a couple more comments and then we will get out of here. Uh, Corn and cattle. No, be more negative. (laughs) That's man. Huck Finn. The the reason I'm not being more negative is because I know other people will watch this after I'm done. And I don't want people to watch this five months from now and say, dang, Nolan, what what's wrong with you? Um, we need a new quarterback coach and offense coordinator. D-Dub should see what Joey Labus has out of him in next year. Evelyn Dowling, RIP. Uh, Fred Benson, Kirk should tell his son uh, to be fired tonight and then should be on the up- upcoming Dr. Phil episode about families letting everyone down high ratings on Iowa TV stations. By the way, I don't know if you guys noticed how high the uh, TV ratings were for the Iowa Hawkeyes, which was, you know, pretty good. You know, that's cool. Uh, you know, I want Iowa to be successful in every in every metric. Um, there's still a bowl game to be played and, uh, we'll see who it ends up being. It's probably going to be an sec school. Uh, so we'll see there. Uh, but it's not all bad. This game, like I said, was a disaster. It's too bad. Uh, and we will see what types of changes inevitably, uh, happen down the pike. Here's the PayPal link in the description or in the chat if you guys want to donate to the show. Let me get to a couple more comments and then get out of here. Andrew Kirk could have been ahead at halftime if we convert in the red zone. So true. That's a good point. Had Iowa just converted on what they should have converted on, the game would have been at the very least tied or a manageable score for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, D. Brown. We told y'all Michigan was gonna roll. What a loser you are, dude. What a stu- Oh my gosh. What a loser you are, man. Coming up in here. I mean, you don't have a Michigan channel to get on. Man, you're a loser. Uh, Michael Morin. Hello, darkness. My old friend. <laughs> uh, Brian Ferentz didn't call the Wildcat quarterbacks plays for Goodson. No, he didn't. Mike Micah Hershberger. Uh, Kirk, I agree hundred percent. I think that's where the play calling breaks down the most, uh, get the likes up for Nolan. Thanks, Blake. I appreciate it. Michael Morton. Thank you for your amazing content. Flavor aid, Tommy go Hawks, LOL and Huck Finn onto the bowl game. We will see what Iowa brings to the table. Hopefully not crap. We've seen tonight again, guys. Thank you so much for Speaking. watching. Let's watch this one more time. Okay. You guys are incredible, and I will see you guys next time. Check out the video. I'll be having the bull game uh, preview coming up, and I hope you guys all have a good rest of your night. And, of course, DBAP, don't be a pussy willow. And facts are feelings. Your feelings don't matter. Love you all. Go Hawks. Bye.